You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. Can you hear us all? What the hell are you doing with your hair these days? She thinks we're in Hollywood. <laughs> Where's the makeup? The makeup department in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and this is my lovely Angel Rose. Not a hair out of place. <laughs> That's right. Hello. She is perfect. You are very welcome because today we have got a fantastic new recording for you all with. Penny Kelly. Now, for those of you who don't remember Penny Kelly, Angel Rose and I have interviewed her many times. Angel Rose, give us a little bit of background real quick. All right, well, Penny Kelly is a person who is very advanced in her consciousness, having had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening some years back, which activated all of her higher senses and her consciousness. So, uh, it's been a long time since we've talked to her, Hano. So today, we're going to discuss um, walking between the worlds with Penny and what does that actually mean. So stay tuned. Right. And it might be worth more than a penny. We might be talking about billions of dollars worth of knowledge and information. It's going to be very exciting. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So welcome back, Penny Kelly. It's been forever since we've talked to you. So we, in five minutes or less, we want to know what you've been doing for the last three years. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, mostly doing, um, getting a class, uh, you know, an Intuition One class up online. That took about a year and a half. And um, just a whole lot of working, consultations, travel, speaking, teaching. I had a chance to do a think tank uh, last month. In, over in the Washington, D.C. area. I loved it. So I have had notes of the grindstone mm. and have been extremely busy. So, and I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it. What do they actually do, Penny, in a think tank? What you do is you're with a group of people and everybody contributes their ideas. Um, and we were working with ideas of the future, how to survive in the future, how to create a future, and so we were all dumping ideas in and then organizing, reorganizing that and um, trying to make it look, sound, feel, and actually do or be something that um, could be put in a booklet or a pamphlet that could be given out to people because the world is about to change pretty dramatically. It is changing Always. dramatically already. And I think it's going to become much more, um, much more dramatic over the next two, three years. Not only was it fun, it was challenging, and I think it will be quite useful. Right. I just read a, a message that came in just not five minutes before you came on air about the U.S. climate change report. And what, oh. they, what they were saying was that unless we take drastic action now, the world has got 12 years before there is collapse of the, uh, the climate system. And oh. I think, yeah, I think what they're basing that on is that one climate change calamity will cause the, the collapse of a second one, and then it'll become exponential and cumulative 
so much so that they're saying like 12 years is it and 12 years is nothing in the bigger scheme of things really and yeah uh, a lot of the european leaders are on board with trying to implement changes but apparently <laughs> the us isn't but anyway we're not going to get into politics with that but it's interesting how some people are taking it very seriously like you with your think tank and others are completely oblivious to what's going on i know i know i worry about the people who are not awake and uh, how do we support them and there was a real division in the think tank about how do we support everybody versus uh, the group who was on their attitude was no uh uh-uh we don't try to support everybody we support ourselves we survive so we can build a new um civilization that makes more sense and we're going to lose a lot of people and that's too bad if they don't if they aren't going to wake up that's too bad and i I was like oh what are your thoughts about it penny in terms of the future and what we can say to people? I think that everybody has to take responsibility for themselves. Um, There is a culture, there is a part of our culture that has really become uh, terribly dependent on the government, and that is really a challenge for their own soul development. And so I grieve that they aren't getting it, that you can't come into and a more expansive consciousness and your own power if you don't take responsibility for yourself, your life, your decisions, what happens, keeping an eye on the future, keeping an eye on what you cannot see, keeping an eye and a piece of your heart on the rest of the world and trying to at least drop a few seeds in the soil of those other consciousnesses and so that's been my work is and that really has been what I was what I came here to do was to teach people about the mind and consciousness and what's possible with that and um that has really you know I've doubled down on that in the last few years right so it's been very interesting and so I'm I'm looking at the um we're coming close now to the breakup of the U.S., and I don't see anything that is going to mitigate that. And that means that people that I love in all along the West Coast, all along the South Coast, along the East Coast, they may be out of reach or we may be not agreeable or somehow fighting or not welcome in their part of the world or, or, or. <clears throat> Just clarify that, Penny. Do you mean, when you say a breakup of the U.S., do you mean a physical breakup or a political breakup? A political breakup. Right. And can I just, uh, by way of refreshing our listeners, you did mention a few years ago of uh, monetary collapse and various other global changes. And that has been one. In fact, several of your interviews with us have drawn the most comments, let's say on YouTube and on our podcast. And Uh, several of the comments were, well, you know, Penny said this was going to happen and it didn't. Now, I know you're always going to get that when it comes to predictions. But what I'm asking you is, do you feel that the changes that you're talking about now, like this, the the breakup of the USA that you just mentioned, the, the global climate changes that you're talking about, is that part of what you were seeing a few years ago when you first spoke of it? 
what I saw was actually what I saw when I was with the Little Men in Brown Robes back in 80, 81 and 82. It was so rough. And it was so unavoidable that we, because we had grown past the kind of consciousness that you need to sustain a nation, and we had moved into a different kind of consciousness that was, if I could switch the words climate change and and just put those off to the side and say, and, and substitute the words environmental destruction, we cannot... Well, I don't think we're having a big effect on climate because man is not that, it just isn't that powerful. The planet will dump us before we ever dump her. But the environmental destruction that is going on cannot support the number of people that need to have water and food and fresh air and et cetera, et cetera. And so we have this crisis that we've been moving deeper into, and that um, crisis came down to uh, different regions with different resources breaking away in order to protect their resources, in order to be uh, sure that they had enough for their people and, you know, the people over there, wherever over there was, just they didn't care. Right. So... And when when you talk about the breakup of the U.S., do you think that that is something that is likely because of this current administration or as a result of? Well, I think it's, I'm going to say yes, it's both. Right. I think that when I read, and I read a lot, and I read globally, and I watch, and I listen, and it is so clear to me that, it, and, and let me just say this, I, it, I was just distraught when Trump was elected. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my, and then what became clear as I watched that first year unfold was that what we had going was a trickster setup. Uh, and just very briefly, a trickster setup is when you have to kiss the frog. You have to. Right. It turns into a prince. But you don't know that before you kiss it. <laughs> and so we had this, you know, and I wrote a piece which I sell as a little bitty ebook on my website called Trump and the Sting. And we had to elect him because he's the trigger for the change in consciousness that had to happen in order to bring about the acceptance of personal responsibility and the moving beyond the maturing spiritually, beyond the idea of nations, which grieves me because I love our country and our nation. And I travel widely, you know, from one end of the country to the other, and I work with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I hear the deep conviction that people hold, whether they love Trump or hate Trump, whether they love Macron or hate Macron, whether they love Putin or hate Putin, whether they love, you know, the the, uh, guy in Syria, what's his name, Assad, um, et cetera, et cetera, whether they believe the Clintons are a crime syndicate or the Bushes are a crime syndicate or not, the conviction is 
is deep and it's true to the individual and it becomes so clear that we have gotten to this place where we have to honor one another's conviction and beliefs without going to war, right. without saying, yeah. okay, you know, let's kill them. That yeah. just yeah. doesn't work. And how do we live with that yeah. if we have a national structure that brings about, like the little man in Brown Road said, yeah. that brings about this move toward personal responsibility, mm-hmm. and which is a step beyond democracy. They said you have to keep all of the principles of democracy and, and hang on to that, embed those, and integrate those in your system, and move to personal responsibility. What are you creating? Right. Let me ask what? you this, Penny. So I understand when you talk about those very issues that you have in mind the impact of those issues on the United States. But do you think the same kind of issues are happening all over the world? In other words, is this a global consciousness thing or is it just pertaining to the USA? No, it's global. It's global. Nobody in the U.S. is really um, presenting the incredible revolution going on in France. The incredible stuff going on in England, the stuff going on in, you know, all over Ukraine, everywhere in that eastern area, Germany, Greece, Italy, it's a Spain, a Portugal, it's amazing. And we don't, the little bit of information that we've gotten about just France, not, not, not about anything else, just France, is that the people over there are rioting over gas. Well, that's not true. That's a narrative that they're trying to push, but it's not true. Well, we found out that from when we interviewed a lady from Greece a couple of years ago, and her opinion of what was going on firsthand on the streets in Athens was very different to the story we were being told here in the United States about what was going on. And it was very interesting to hear that other opinion. But also, it's one of the reasons, too, why if we get news here, I personally always go to the, to the BBC to listen to what that angle is, what the difference of opinion is from that angle, to try right. to get a, a balanced view of what's going on. But of course, we know we need to get multiple opinions. Penny, where do you feel there is accurate information to be found about what's going on in the world? Most of it is in the alternative media. Um, there's a few that I watch regularly. And they're very good. As far as weather and what's going on on the planet, I listen to and watch Mr. MBB333. Um, he has excellent reports. Um, there's another guy who forecasts earthquakes, and he's excellent. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I, it'll come to me. Um, I listen to the SGT report. I read Neon Revolt. I listen to the X-22 reports. Um, there's just a whole bunch of them, and they are in-depth, they are regular, they have, they present a balanced point of view, and they show you what's going on behind the scenes, and what's going on behind the scenes is astounding, so it's like, oh, wow, okie dokie, um, be ready, get ready. (laughs) And in the middle of all of this chaos and upheaval, do you think and I'm asking this question because I know many of our listeners would want to know, do you think that there is 
alien disclosure coming as part of that change? Um, in my experience, in my personal experience, I have to say no. My personal experience with other beings from other places is so beneficial, is so good, that it really bothers me to... Now, there's, it bothers me to hear some of the stuff that's being said out there. I do know that the United States... Uh, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't call it the United States. I do know that there are whole factions within the U.S. that started up experimenting, exploring, trying to reverse engineer some of the um, the stuff that they shot down. Some of the um, saucers, we'll call them, you know, spaceships that they shot down. Um, and they succeeded in doing that. I do know from my work 15 years with Dr. Levengood about plasma and what plasma is and how it works and what can be done with it. And I am, I recognize its signature. It leaves a, a signature wherever it goes. Because, and this is true for all energy. Anything, let's say that you have a, a beautiful scarf that you own, Ann Gale, and you wear that, you touch that, you leave an energetic fingerprint on that scarf forever. The scarf never forgets that it was in contact with you. Never. Mm -hmm. And that is the way that plasma operates. It is astounding how people do not understand science do not look into science and, do, and therefore do not understand um, plasma and how it's being used to help and to hurt. Right. Can so you go into it, that a little more, Penny? Can you give us a description or a definition of plasma and explain a little bit about how it does work? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I can say some things that, well, you know, people will be able to chew on. So, um... So plasma is a house of fields. In other words, it's a region, a three-dimensional region that is teeming with frequencies. And they're EMF or electromagnetic fields that accompany all frequencies. Okay? Yeah. So you have this area. So, you know, Europe, an area of Europe, a collection of plasmas. Right. And each of you. And each each region, each plasma region, has its own signature. So you, you know, and, and it has an address in space. And for most people, that address in space is their name. That's how I tune into people when I'm working intuitively. Just give me their name. Their whole energy system is right there, mm -hmm. right there for me to look at. Right. And so that's how plasma works. So what you can do with plasma is begin to align some of the frequencies to create a, we'll call it a coherent light at a certain frequency that goes up, down, up, down, up, down, and a secondary frequency of coherent light that goes down, up, down, up, down, up. You put those two together, and in the center of where the, you know, one's going up and the other one's going down, 
you embed or create what's called a binaural frequency, and you embed that by you you make that binaural frequency do some healing, or you insert into that region in between those two coherent laser frequencies, you embed some sort of medical frequency or some kind of healing frequency. And so what you end up with is the capacity to rebuild because that's because you're made of plasma. You can either destroy or, or rebuild with it. So you take this pill that has these frequencies embedded in it and these three frequencies, one up, down, up, down, the other down, up, and then there's the, the third one that's either binaural or even trinaural, which means the binaural frequency is created by the presence of the two original frequencies. Together they create that third one, and that third one does the work. So it rebuilds hearts, for instance, and there's a doctor in California who is rebuilding Hearts that are down to, I think, down to 25 and 30% function Mm -hmm. in congestive heart failure and doing a fabulous job of that. Or, you know, we've talked, I think, in the past about cash. He just basically resets your entire signature Mm -hmm. to its original condition and whatever you, whatever you had is just gone. It's erased like chalk on a chalkboard. It's gone. So that's the good side, the build-up side. Mm-hmm. Now, what you can do with the destructive side, and this might be a little bit shocking, is you can erase somebody. Right. You can shoot a frequency or direct a frequency into a house and melt everything in that house and cause a tremendous fire like they're doing in California. And right now they're doing, I think they're doing it in Australia and Queensland right now. They are moving people away from coastlines. They want people in the center of each country. I don't know how they're going to, what makes them think people are going to move into the desert in Australia. But, um, you know, everybody has their illusions. And, um, and so you have this amazingly destructive beam of frequencies that targets exactly the frequency of the wood and the metal and maybe doesn't touch the plastic in a house. Wow. The other thing that, you know, that you can do is, um, and this is a little more sophisticated, you can put a beam of this frequency, shoot it at a ship or at a, an airplane and withdraw all or shift, you don't even have to withdraw, you can just change the characteristics of all of the metal on their circuit boards and now none of their controls work and down they go. You can blow something up because you um, literally almost, it's almost like a microwave. So there's good things and bad things and we have this technology. It has not been announced because they don't want people to know that they have it because it allows them to pretend that certain things look natural, you know, certain disasters look natural. Do you think that that all of this is part of, let's call it a negative agenda for want of a better description? Like, is that all part of an unfolding of some kind of a bigger scheme? Yeah, it is. It's a necessary part. 
every gift comes with a negative uh, package attached to it. Nuclear, same thing. Gas and oil, same thing. Uh, you know, even wood. You have to cut down the tree to get the wood to keep your house warm or to build a house. And so there's a negative aspect, and each civilization has to keep in balance the positives and the negatives so that they don't ruin themselves or destroy themselves in the process of making this evolutionary step. We cannot get to the place where we understand consciousness if we can't accept the responsibility of learning to work with frequencies. And and that's right straight out of Little Men in Brown Robes, what I learned with them. Right. We have to be able to work with those frequencies. And they're very sophisticated and they're really powerful and they're really exciting and they're really frightening all so at the same time. Do, do you think, and I don't want to monopolize this conversation, but I, I find this very in, intriguing when you talk about using these frequencies and using plasma for good but equally can be used for bad. Do you think that the use of the positive side of that force, the potential for the positive use of it, will overcome its negative use? Or is it all part of some kind of cosmic balancing that's going on? I think it does, um, it does come to the point where there's more good than bad. And that really presents each civilization with its set of, um, oh, what would you call it, like uh, problems. Mm -hmm. So we have individuals who die and who want to come back and they want to improve or develop their consciousness uh, and move into full enlightenment, turn into light. You cannot do that on the other side. You have to do that from a physical place. And, and you can't, because of physical, um, because any physical reality system is a teaching system and it holds the objects and the forms stable long enough for us to be able to work with them and learn from them. They are these wonderful tools. Um, the physical tools literally teach us, you know, what's a good move and what's a bad move. And we slowly creep toward being able to create only good effects. That's what purity is. Purity is when you no longer generate any um, bad thoughts or any selfishness or any greedy stuff or any bad outcomes. And you can see all the outcomes and you choose so that you do not have any bad outcomes. So the physical reality though it has to evolve and, and or the people who come to the physical reality have to evolve into the next stage of that reality zone in which they're dealing mostly with the frequencies that make up the reality and, and the frequencies that maintain the various forms are all consciousness, all of it, every bit. And so we can't evolve to join any of the galactic civilizations if we don't um, learn how to manage consciousness far differently and in a much more powerful, much more sophisticated manner than we're doing right now. So, big task. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so yeah, because Ahano's always wanted to know why people come and take on a physical body. He's never been able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm still puzzled by that. Because because you have to be in a physical body and then transform that body. Right. That's the whole goal. There's lots of stuff out there that says, oh, we do it for this, we're learning that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we are learning. But the goal is to become an eternal being who can sustain the self for forever, as long as you want, thousands of years. And there are beings that have have learned how to do that. And I have had the good fortune of meeting three or four of those beings. And it's it's really, it's very impressive. But I think There's my, a be around them that is electrifying. Right. My question, though, I think arises from why were we not that before? In other words, <laughs> I always believed or felt that we were eternal life beings already and then chose yeah, we were. to come here. Say again? We were, and that began to degenerate. Oh, okay. And the level of consciousness, the frequencies of consciousness, just slipped to a lower and lower okay. kind of level. And then there were some natural disasters, because all planets have natural disasters. Right. And more stuff was forgotten, and then pretty soon it was just so we're nobody seeing, knew anything anymore. We're seeing that playing out right now then on planet Earth. We're seeing that exact same scenario, a smaller version of the big, the big picture playing out right here, right now. That's true. You know, I have actually wondered a few times if each civilization gets maybe 50,000 years to try to make that evolutionary leap into be, becoming eternal. And if if they haven't done it by then, usually they self-destruct. And so I did some deep, deep work looking way back, hundreds of thousands of years back. And I didn't know what I was going to see. And then when I saw what I did see, I was like, no, that can't be right. And it was this ebb and flow of these incredibly advanced civilizations. And then there'd be primitive and I would be like, what happened to all of that amazing knowledge? And then it would build up again, and then it would disappear. Mm -hmm. And I, we have had that kind of cycle that we've been dealing with, and, and people rise to a level in which they have to take on the ethical questions of the power that is available to them, and if they don't address those ethical questions, they self-destruct. Right. And right. happened a half a dozen times. Right. And do you think, Penny, that there's part of resurrecting your own past lifetimes in particular areas? For, for example, uh, you know, I'm very aware that I've lived in Egypt numerous times. I've never okay. been to Egypt, but I have always felt that I need to get to Egypt. And, okay. And the time is, is coming to the now time, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm always wondering why now? Why do I need to get to Egypt now? Because it does feel like part of it for me is not only to retrieve my full memory, but also there is some sort of resurrection in and of itself in terms of the history of the digression of Egypt. So what are your thoughts about that in terms of 
people who live in different places or or feel that they need to go there for some sort of a planetary I keep using the word resurrection because that's the best word I can think of. Okay, I think that's really quite accurate. We are drawn to places for and we don't usually have any logical reason. We can make something up, but we're drawn to places that hold the next key and that key is usually an energetic key that unlocks another level of our power, our consciousness, our understanding, our wisdom, our grace. And grace is simply the ability to work in unison with the energy flow that is that you happen to be immersed in. So I tell people, if you feel drawn to go somewhere, I don't care if it's a drive in the country, for an hour, go, go, and just enjoy that. Don't have any reason for it. Um, there'll be a gift in that for you. Yeah. Okay, can I just interject here? I'm sorry to have to bring this to a close, but we are limited by time. And I just want to remind people that we are speaking with Penny Kelly. We are going to ask Penny to come back with us again next week because there, I know Angel Rose has got a lot of questions and I know our listeners have a lot of questions about what we've just discussed right now and also some things into the future that we want to discuss. So let me just do a quick recap of what we've covered today. Um, Penny Kelly, we have discussed about climate change, uh, which you prefer to call environmental destruction and the adapting of humanity to this faster rate of change. You spoke very briefly about the breakup of the USA and Angel Rose asked about where you find the most accurate information. You spoke very eloquently about plasma and how it is teeming with frequencies and you mentioned about binaural and trinaural frequencies. And then you talked about the negative aspect of those where uh, people are beginning to use this kind of frequency to shoot at buildings and planes and ships and people and so on. And we talked about enlightenment and the evolutionary leap into the eternal. And then we just finished the last little uh, discussion there when we were speaking about Egypt and that desire to visit places. Now, when we come back next week, we do want to talk about uh, a little bit more about Egypt. We want to talk about uh, resurrection, reincarnation. We want to talk about why so many beings are on the planet right now and what's happening to them. And Angel Rose wants to talk about the mind and how we are, our creative minds and how we can use that creativity for the benefit of all. So we want to thank you, Penny, for being with us today. We really appreciate it and we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you. Uh-huh. I love how you do that. Just summarize uh-huh. everything. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. We'll talk okay. again next next week yeah thank you bye-bye well thank you for listening and tune in again next week for part two of this incredible journey of consciousness with penny kelly we'll see you then bye-bye you have been listening to angel rose and ahanu on world of empowerment radio your station for practical spirituality in a changing world